straight out of the nation's capital. You're listening to Mornings with Mercy. Mornings with Mercy. and welcome back to another episode of Mornings with Mercy. Today, it's just me, your host, Mercedes, Mercedes, whatever you want to call me. Um, let's just get right into it. Our word of the day today is candor, meaning unreserved, honest, or sincere expression. Thank you, Webster, for that great definition. Uh, this is a great compliment. The quality of being open and honest in expression a great word to use to describe someone. So we'll definitely have to try to make a conscious effort to use this. Today's episode is all about dreams. A little background on why I wanted to do today's episode. I'm a big dreamer. I have a massive imagination. I'm one of those people who have crazy dreams that just seem so real that I'm just pissed off at you at the ne- on, like the next day or I'm scared of you or... I'm like, what the heck were you thinking? Um, but obviously, if you listen to my intro episode, you know that I'm on this journey of trying to figure out what the heck it's going to take for me to be happy in my professional life. I know I've needed to change since the first month I started in tax. Honestly, probably the first week we had orientation uh, and it took me three hours to get home. And I was like, am I supposed to do this for the rest of my life? Like adulting is horrible. But... <laughs> You know, once the tax tarantula has bitten you, the poison has seeped in, you are basically stuck and you can't go anywhere else. And I know that sounds dramatic, but I'm being really serious. (laughs) And if you are in tax, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I don't want to climb the corporate ladder in tax and just work there for another 20 years and feel like I haven't really given this world my all or just like made a, uh, a good difference and an impact. You know, I don't even think I could make it a twenty another 20 years in this role if I wanted to. Uh, and on top of that, I've been talking about moving out of the DMV since I got here. So lots of big daydreaming, lots of big about big changes. Um, and that's kind of led us to where we are today. That being said, after baby B was hit by a car, I have now become a full-time nurse and accountant. As cliche as it sounds, it really hit me how life can change in a split second. I think this reality only really hits us when it happens to us and we're kind of forced to just experience that split change. It's just something that, you know, you always say like, oh, it's never, uh," you don't say it's never going to happen to you. You just don't think it's going to happen to you until it does. You know, like how many dogs do I know that have been hit by a car? Like maybe one, one or two. Uh, and most people I know have a dog, so that's a really small chance. And, you know, after the accident, I realized, like, I just need to make things happen. I just need to jump head first into anything and everything. Like, there's no more, oh, like, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Maybe I'll think about it. Let me put it on my list of things to do. Like, we just got to make it happen. So that brings us to today's episode. And as I've been thinking about like what I want to do for the rest of my life and where I see myself for like the next 
you know, hopefully like the longevity of the rest of my career, I thought it would be fun to talk about a few realistic dream professions that I think I would have been pretty good at had I taken the right steps sooner and just committed to that path. Obviously, we'd all love to be Emily in Paris. I mean, first of all, who wouldn't want like three super attractive fit and well-off men like chasing after you? Um, Or a real housewife. Maybe we'd want to be Rihanna or, you know, winning the lottery sounds great. But these are just more realistic daydreamy jobs. So let's just get right into it. This first one might warrant a laugh from some of you, but hear me out, okay? WWE Superstar, formerly known, well, actually, they're all superstars now, but the women's division was formerly known as the Divas Division, so they were all considered Divas. Now, they're all superstars, but truth be told, full transparency, I never understood WWE. Like, I never understood why it was so successful, why anyone would pay money to, like, watch this you know, quote unquote, fake wrestling. And at first I did think it was real, but I was like, wow, like, why are they just so like extra with these movements? Like I'd watched the ultimate fighting, like the UFC. And, you know, obviously it's really serious. Like they're actually fighting each other. And then I would watch WWE and I'd be like, I'm just so confused. Like, is this real? Is it not real? Like, why is this so exaggerated? Why are we hitting people with chairs? Confused. And what's with the outfits? But then I caught the first episode of Total Divas, and I've just been obsessed ever since. I did rewatch all of it during COVID, um, even Total Bellas. I love the Bella Twins. The unrealistic part of this dream would be the fact that, like, I would think I could be their triplet, (laughs) which, yeah, very unrealistic. But, you know, like, they're Mexican-Italian, they're entrepreneurs, they're just not afraid to be strong and athletic women, and I love that. All of the girls are so badass, they're gorgeous, and they're just fearless in the ring. I would definitely have to work on my fear of heights to be able to jump from the high rope, but I think after a few tries, maybe with like a few shots in there, uh, I could definitely do it. I also love their storylines and the twists and turns they take, so I definitely see now why like fans get really into it. And these fans are like so die hard, but you know, they see these people and it really they really latch on to these characters and they use them and kind of in their own life to be fearless or strong. And I, 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 aside from just like the athletic aspect, I do think like the community impact is amazing. They're almost more of performers maybe than wrestlers. I mean, they're definitely super athletic, so they're still definitely athletes. Um, maybe more stunt doubles with like lines, Uh, I always act like I'm going to beat people up anyways or always threaten to, but would never do so. So this is like kind of like the perfect balance, right? Best of both worlds. Uh, (laughs) I've been basically preparing for this role my whole life. This would have been a really good way for me to still be competitive, but add some Colombian spice to a new character the WWE hasn't seen yet. I can already picture, I could have already pictured the crowd as I walk out to my personalized theme song, Obviously, it's going to be in Spanish. Maybe J Balvin has come up with a song for me at that point. Like, what a rush. Uh, For girls who were athletes, I think you get me saying that getting to actually look and feel super confident in your own skin, but you're still competing at such a high level. Like, you know, it's awesome. I couldn't even wear makeup at practice 
because not that I would like get ready for practice like that, but I'd have to take all, everything off because the mascara would run into my eyes and then I was just useless and running around aimlessly. Another realistic dream profession would have been a sideline reporter slash news anchor slash talk show host. Any of those I would have been happy with. I actually had contemplated switching my major in college, but my parents knocked this idea down. This isn't on them. It's on me. Obviously, it's my my life, my choice, but I always like to throw things at the wall to them and see if it sticks. But now I look at all these women who are sign line reporters and I'm like, man, that could have been me. You know, I've always enjoyed telling stories, even though I might not be the best at it. I definitely have to, you know, use my big girl voice more and enunciate my words. But, you know, I love getting to meet new people, getting to just hear about them and their story, where they've come from, how they got there. I love watching sports and learning about the player's life off the field. I'm definitely like a big documentary person. And then I get almost more invested in like, their life and what they've been doing rather than what they're doing on the field. Um, And while you might not be playing in the game, the energy is still so electric that you you still feel like you are a part of it. Uh, Actually, this dream might not be too far off. I am planning to write into the end. This is a total side note, total, just totally derailing this. But uh, I'm (laughs) planning on writing into the NCAA since the lady they had commenting the game for the division one you know highest level there is in collegiate athletics uh division one field hockey championship the lady commenting had no idea what was going on like no idea i believe she was a former athlete but she didn't play field hockey so it doesn't count in my book um and it's like no shade to her but she just doesn't understand the sport and she was just making all these calls up or did they just weren't Like, I just vividly remember her saying, like, this call was made because it was up the stick. And I'm like, what the heck is up the stick? Like, I haven't, is this new? I haven't heard of this. And, you know, for people watching at home, if they can't, like, be at the game live, it's really frustrating. And it definitely just takes away from the game. And you need somebody who, like, knows what's going on. What, I mean, I think we can all attest to that. Even if, you know, you're watching football at home, you're watching basketball at home, if there are, the commentators just aren't with it they don't know what's going on like you're just like what then you're confused at the game and you know what's going on so you know and this would never happen in men's sport at any level especially not the highest level so you know that being said maybe next year I'll be commenting the game after I've sent in my letter but tbd um I also could have seen myself being uh an e like talk show host of some sort i know okay this might this might be a little more on the dreamy side of the dream real like realistic dream ideas but um or like one of those reporters on the sideline of a red carpet aside from like a good morning america kind of show i don't think i could have been able to do hard news um yeah, I just don't think I have the personality for that. I did float the idea of being more of like a, a, a Jim Cramer and offering financial advice. But like, honestly, I just want to talk about exciting things, like fun things, um, or even just being like a local reporter, really getting into the community, meeting people that like matter since I'm in this community and talking to them, informing them of what's going on around them like that to me makes a difference and it's fine it's like exciting like I'd want to get up and do this and I'd have a great time 
Actually, one of my friends told me about another friend she has that is a local reporter, I believe, around Miami and basically does all these like workout classes and events like Zumba and stuff. And she just like reports about them. And I'm like, now that would have been me. That would have so been me. I would have loved that. And, you know, truth be told, part of the reason why I decided to start a podcast is because I wanted to host my own show. So I'm semi living out that dream. Um, Definitely still have a lot to a lot further to go and a lot to work on, but we'll put that one aside for now. So this next one might seem kind of crazy, a little out of left field, if that's the expression used correctly, but hear me out. EDM DJ. Diana's going to back me up on this one. She'd be right there with me. We'd be a great duo, but I've never really thought about being a DJ. I've always... Um, I mean, I've been around the nightlife, the sleeping during the day, always having to work when your friends are out and about having a good time and you're just surrounded by a lot of drunk people. Like, it just didn't seem fun to me. If you didn't want to drink, you're almost kind of pressured to because it's just there. Um, And, you know, I love daytime things and having actual conversations with people and not just being like, yeah, what? Uh, Okay. Yeah. Smile. Smile and wave. Smile and wave. But then I saw the Chainsmokers live and wow, I actually came to work the next day and told the director of my team that there might be a potential I'm quitting tomorrow because my dreams of being a DJ are about to start. It's so much more than just, you know, people feeling the music like a club. It was such an experience from start to finish. Victoria and I actually went together. We didn't drink at all. I think all we actually got there was popcorn because we hadn't even eaten either, but we were completely swept away in the music, the lights, the energy, and well, total side note, but this started out actually as a total adventure because we, I've I've been to Capital, the Capital One Arena and been on the floor before and you just go in normally with like everybody else, general, uh, not general admission, but like you go in with everyone who has, who has tickets and then you're just you know, you walk all the way down, they let you in. Well, when we went to get in line, they're like, no, you have to go around the, like the backside. I'm like, this is weird. This doesn't seem right. But like we went and I was just like, okay, Vicky, like it was, this just us and this guy who's like leading us down all these steps. There was like, we saw nobody else. And I was like, all right, like if, if things go south, like we just got to run, don't look back, just go. So sorry, total side note. But, um, but yeah, so I, I, I realized that being a DJ, it's not easy. I'm not here saying like anybody can do it. You don't just put some tracks together and call it a day. Like, you know, like I love the big booty mixes and I know those take forever to make. I mean, they're amazing. So I would expect nothing less than like a bunch of time. And, you know, I, I could never put something together like that. But I'd like to think I have a good ear for music, music that moves you and I definitely have the energy, I think the stage energy, at least to get a crowd going, at the very least get a crowd dancing or laughing at me dancing, (laughs) but, and you know, maybe it's just the chain smokers who put on such an incredible show, but I want to be a part of that, like I want to learn, um, I already have my DJ job ready to go, I'm going to keep it a secret for now in case it actually happens, but you know, if Maluma's ex-girlfriend can do it, I definitely could. This next one is not going to come to a surprise to anyone who knows me. Backup dancer. 
you heard me right back up dancer so like honestly like there's a theme here if music is involved i want to be there i want to be involved don't let me out like don't close the door on me please let me be here uh music just hits me differently i can't control my body's reaction it's just a reflex like you know the music doesn't even have to be in english or spanish you can just feel a good song no matter what the language is you know i love I listen to a lot, a lot of Bollywood too. Like I just love good music and it just hits you. And as much as I loved being a college athlete and playing so many different sports growing up, sometimes I wish I would have stuck with dancing and become a backup dancer. My career definitely would have been a lot longer than my sports career. And you know, when it comes to dancing, I could definitely use some new moves, I will say. But I am pretty fearless and I was born with some rhythm. Thank you, mom. I actually want to start taking up some classes just for fun. I actually did a hip hop class last year. It was a reggaeton hip hop class with the girls and it was just such a good time. We were told we missed the first. It's like you take two classes back to back, um, back to back weeks. And we missed the first week. So we were definitely super behind and you know, I, I definitely couldn't remember all the choreography in an hour from, from the class before, but we just had such a blast. Um, so probably more acceptable to pull, like acceptable to pull those moves in a dance class and not necessarily out at a club or at brunch. But regardless, I will dance my, I dance by myself, have a great time. Uh, and I'm not going to stop until the lights come on or it's time to go. Or if my shoes break, whichever comes first, that's the only way I'm getting stopped. I just have such a passion for it and being on tour as a backup dancer would just be insane. It would be everything I wanted in a profession, you know, you're getting to see the world and you're getting to dance. Ideally, I'd be a backup dancer for like a Latin artist, basically just paying me to have fun and do what I would be doing on my own anyways. Plus, like, honestly, have you met a sad dancer? Like, I feel like they're all like just having such a good time expressing themselves, being creative. And say you get on like Pitbull's tour or J Balvin's tour or Ariana Grande, Lady Gaga, Tina Turner, you are having the time of your life. Like that alone is an experience. If you get that, skip college, immediately collect what, go to go to home and collect $200. I don't know what the Monopoly saying is there, but you know, good time. It's an experience. You only have one life. Live it up. The last one of the day is coach. I love sports and I love teaching. There's nothing like being on a team and competing. Aside from all of the life lessons and skills you learn, it's just a total blast. I used to coach a lot in college over the summers. I'd coach at camps, developmental programs, day clinics, you name it. If they needed somebody or I uh, had time like I just wanted to be there I wanted to be spreading and you know paying it forward all these skills that I had picked up from players who were way better than me uh, because field hockey was my life I was always on the field I was always on that field <laughs> um, my like teammates and coaches can tell you like I would we'd have like these individuals so it's kind of like one-on-one -on -one smaller groups so I'd go to my individuals and then I would go to everybody else's individuals whether it's just like me passing out balls to them like like if I could be on that field all like I was if the field was open I was there so I was always practicing skill after skill 
from, you know, I would say, in my opinion, some of the best coaches and, you know, best players on the team and being able to share this and watch kids learn a tough skill or understand a new tactic. It's just so rewarding. Um, I don't know. People probably aren't, you're not going to know what a reverse chip is, but it's like a backhanded shot. And I, I vividly remember showing the kids what to do. I was honestly kind of surprised that I did it perfect. I mean, it was a beautiful shot the first time. You know, I feel like every time you do an example, you're like, well, it's supposed to go like this, but you know what I mean. But I mean, it was like perfect the first time. And then watching the kids, you know, I got them all lined up and we're working on this reverse chip and they're like kind of getting it, kind of getting it. And then we like go to do it on goal and practice and they're just like ripping these shots and I mean these kids are like middle schoolers and they're just so excited and then I'm so excited for them and I'm like oh my gosh like this is just uh it's just an amazing feeling and you know I feel like time on the field like coaching kids it doesn't end so I can definitely now see why like our coaches would like go over time because I'm just like time just doesn't like you feel like it time doesn't stop but it keeps going (laughs) with or without you. Um, but I, and I'm definitely the coach on the sidelines. that's just like freaking out when an awesome tackle is made or a player pulls off the skill that they've been working on that week. And yeah, I'm definitely on the sideline, like let's freaking go. And these poor kids are probably like, this is just a scrimmage, like calm down. But I just get so excited for them. And, you know, I guess I could have, I could have coached locally in the area after graduating, but to be completely transparent my problem is that I'm really competitive for me this isn't this isn't like a a social hour like I'm here to win I'm here to get better I'm here to help you get better so if you aren't I'm just like okay let's not waste time don't waste my time don't waste your parents time who have like you know either paid for this or now they're gonna have to come pick you up after school you know camps are one thing a lot of the kids who come to camps are usually more focused and driven and they want to be there. They've driven from out of town to come. They they want to have fun, but they also want to really perform and get something out of it. Uh, middle school and high school girls who just like, you know, gossip in line until it's their turn for the drill and they half-ass it just to get back in line. Like, that's just, yeah, not for me. And yeah, so I feel like I'd really have to be like a collegiate assistant coach. And don't get me wrong, like I definitely gossiped in line in high school, like thousand percent, no question about that. But when it was my turn in line, I switched on that competitor and like it wasn't like an issue for anybody. So, or at least it wasn't an issue for me. (laughs) But, and I know this makes me sound really harsh, but I just really want to see like players better themselves and Yes, they might want to be there just to be like a part of the team and the social aspect. But to me, I'm like, just, you know, you still have to give it your all. And, you know, like they're ruining other opportunities for players who do want to get better, uh, whether you want to play at the collegiate level or not. It's no fun to be on a team and not win, even if it's just like flip cut, like something silly, you know. Um, But I, I understand that's not for everyone. I just definitely recall like my first experience coaching I think it was like some high school camp in Nova after graduating and it was just like a bunch of gossip queens and I was like okay so I guess we're not doing this drill today (laughs) but I digress I do hope to return to field hockey coaching um, maybe as an assistant at a local high school or something because I do really miss it but I may or may not have applied to a job here or there for that on a really bad work day so 
We'll see. Total sidebar, but along with coach, I'd also like to throw in snowboard ski instructor. Now, this is still the potential dream for when I am older and retired with my hubby down the future. Um, and all the resorts are just looking for seasonal help that you can apply for. I'd say the groups that are the most fun here would be probably the kids or the, the private lessons for those who want someone more experienced to take them down harder runs. Honestly, I probably should do a lesson like this myself just because I really want to be able to learn how to do some baby jumps and maybe some cool tricks. Uh, but I know the second I land a jump, my back is just done. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm landing and I'm not coming back up. I'm just like falling down. <laughs> my back's had enough, but you know, shoot, like I would even do like the seasonal summers there, leading guests on nature hikes, camping trips, anything outdoorsy really. I'm all about wine tasting, brewery, whatever. As long as heights aren't involved, I'm in. And like another total sidebar, I just can't encourage anyone enough who's listening to spend, who will listen <laughs> to spend the money, rent the gear and just go skiing. I promise you won't regret it. I love it enough that my future plans are to become a seasonal teacher and help people get down the mountain. I'm sure after I'm done recording this episode and I've posted it, I'm going to think of some more things that I really would have, you know, more realistic dreams that I really would have enjoyed doing. And maybe I'll do another one of these, like a part two. But I think for now, that's going to wrap up this episode. It's a little shorter than my usual episodes, but I, it's just me today and I thought that would be fun. Uh, if you have President's Day off, I really hope you enjoy the long weekend and get to catch up on a lot of sleep, reading, or chores. If you unfortunately have to work, take it easy. Is this really a work day? Not in my opinion. Do what you want to do. And with that, I will see you guys next week. Bye! Thanks for listening to Mornings with Mercy, your weekly dose of inspiration. 